Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. I'm playing with my audio a little bit here, folks, because StreamYard has added some new functionality to our audio where somebody will have to tell me. They have a new one that says it reduces mic background noise, which I don't know how that works. But we have the absolute privilege today, folks. We have bellied up to the bar with, uh, first off, when you find out something that I just found out, you're not going to believe me if you're watching live. <laughs> Because I didn't believe the shit. And then I realized she must be related to my wife because that's the only way, it's the only other person that I know that looks way younger than what they really should be. Like, I didn't even think she was old enough to be here at the bar. <laughs> she hated completely. She has a phenomenal library of music on, on YouTube that I was listening to. The The name of the new album, trust me, does not, not fit this woman at Oh, thank all. you. <laughs> joining us bellowing up to the bar with us from your i think she's downstate too you're downstate aren't you i'm in know. tennessee currently where, where are you tennessee originally from new york though so okay, i'm an original new yorker here i'm originally from baltimore but joining us from when humans had wings it's miss allison gray everyone hi <laughs> yeah so hi allison how are you hi i'm great how are you stupendous as always yeah, so, stupendous I, that's a word i don't hear enough in casual you, conversation you don't it's and it's you know what it is it's got extra syllables in it and <laughs> it, it you can't be sad when you say the word there's i've i've never said stupendous to someone that they didn't smile right after you know it's a great word it's funny that you say too many syllables because yeah in this day and age people can't even be bothered to type out the full word your like they have to write you are how much time did you save is what i want to know thank you <laughs> and then right. um but then there's a word i used in college I, it really made me happy to say it and my i had this one professor who for some reason when i said this word it was like a thorn in his side i would say i'm swell and he would be like no one says that like stop i, I love it <laughs> You, you get a second cheer for swell. I love it. Well, oh, I'm missing out on the comment section here. Well, we haven't got any comments quite yet. Oh, so they're, they'll be coming. We got a couple people already joining, watching us live on Facebook and on YouTube. So we'll hear some things soon. But before that, let's go ahead and get some house cleaning done here real quick. As always, folks, over my right shoulder is the big board for sticker and a cause. If you've got something you believe in, something you're supporting, whether that be you have your own music musical group, maybe you have your own podcast or a club, whatever it is that you've got go, going on, make sure you reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, even our email is the Above the Bar podcast. Reach out. Let me know what you got going on. I'll give you the address where to send it to. Once you set, send it to me, we'll read it live here on the air. We've already got my man Mickey Z has joined Mickey, us. My best. Mickey. <laughs> Mickey was a few months back. He's got his podcast. Mickey, like, ch check Mickey out. Mickey to me is, he is, if you, let's see if I explain this right, Mickey, and you can correct me. If you believed in liberalism, 
Mickey is where that should be right at and mm-hmm. not a bunch of craziness that come happened afterwards where like they even hate each other. Mickey is amazing. I love Mickey. He was so much fun to have on. Just a great, great guy. So make sure you check out what Mickey's got going on. But now I know you're in Tennessee. Yeah. But we got to talk about our sponsor who's here in New York. All right. That's fine with me. I love New York. So, but you live downstate. Did you ever come upstate? Uh, no, no. I, I was always in like Westchester County and then in like Manhattan, Queens. That, yeah. See, that's such a thing down for downstaters. Like you guys like getting, like when they refer to upstate as Westchester makes me laugh. It's like, mm, no, no, you yeah, just you know, left I, the city. I do think I was a downstater. I, it annoys me when people say that, uh, the city is like the center of the universe and then everything. Then everything above, and, yeah. Forget yeah. it. <laughs> It's it's so true. I know so many New Yorkers that see it exactly that way. But our sponsors right now are Budget Blinds of East Greenbush and Budget Blinds of Hudson and Cooksaki, New York. If you live in this area and you reach out to them for the month of December, they are offering 30%. That's right, 30% off of almost all their motorization. So make sure you reach out to them. Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok. You can find them all in all those locations. But it's budget blinds of Hudson and budget blinds, budget blinds of Hudson and Cooksaki, New York, and budget blinds of East Greenbush, New York. All right, that part's done. All the all the stuff's over. Hi, Allison. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? So I have Allison's new song. I created a clip. Hopefully, she likes my clip. Okay. I'm not the greatest clip maker, but I do pretty good with it. I'm a big cap wing guy, cap wing guy. I like it especially after my like son who's 14 was like eight and he was like dad or actually he was like 11. He's like, dad, use this. And I'm like, so I learned how to edit videos from an 11 year old. It worked for me. It's humbling, isn't it? It, it really is. He's 11 and he taught me how to edit videos. So, but he taught me how to do this. So we have the net, the new song and it's, uh, let's see if I can get it. Plurama, 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 <laughs> Plurama. Pleroma. Uh, I have to say it with a really bad British accent, and then I can get it out. Pleroma, yeah. Pleroma. <laughs> Whatever works. I, I, but it sounds good with a with a really bad British accent. It does actually. Now I want to say it that way. Pleroma. Now every time you're you're on stage, you're like, "We're gonna be singing our new song, Pleroma." <laughs> and I was like, "What the hell's wrong with this girl?" So, you're welcome, and it's good. And even if you don't do it that way, it's gonna stick in your head. Every time you do it, that some whack job from upstate went and said it that way. And now you're like, I'm stuck with it. So No, I, I think I'll, I'll actually take this idea and run with it. I will. This is genius. So, <laughs> so before we play the song, anything you want to tell us about it? Oh, yeah. Um, are you going to be playing a part of the music video or just the song? I have the mu- I'm going to play a little bit of the music video, which is super creepy. I'm going to let you know that right now. It's got a little creep factor to it. Mm-hmm. Uh and George, George just popped on. We're going to hit George's question here in a minute, but I want to get to the, to this song first. Mm-hmm. So um, this the music video, folks, has like, are those real clips from things or do those clips like oh, you yeah. made? Oh, no, these are real. This is like vintage paranormal footage I had to dig and dig and dig to find because um, something interesting is that uh, like I've always been someone who's very interested in the paranormal. So I would spend my like 
my days when I was like 10, 11 years old on the internet looking for weird videos of like people levitating and stuff. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> like this, I've always been this way. Um, so it used to be way easier to find this stuff, like people doing telekinesis. And for when I decided to make this music video with clips like this, you know how hard it was to find this stuff? Really? Like it's, I don't, it would be easy to say there's a conspiracy to bury this stuff, but I I think that it's also very likely people are just not as interested in this stuff as it, they used to be, or the way that the internet functions now, it's not as profitable, I guess, to, um, I don't know. But anyway, I found it. I'm happy. So basically the video, I can tell you that um, the point of it is to just kind of shake people a little bit out of their comfort zones, get them to consider things that they normally wouldn't. And it's funny that you say there's a creep factor because uh, when I had my promoter run ads for the video to get it in front of more people, YouTube restricted the reach that this video could have because they said it's potentially disturbing to children. Yes. You know, right? Like, I hate that that's an accomplishment, but yeah. <laughs> I don't care about them kids. So, there we go, folks. From Allison Gray and her her group when humans had wings it's pleroma <laughs> So I'm gonna tell you, I could have sat there and jammed to your song. Like, like it's got such a like your voice is very haunting in it, but at the same time, it's got a real psychedelic vibe to it. Mm -hmm. So it's not quite where you're like, it's not melancholy, if that makes sense. Like you don't have a you have a soft sound, a haunting sound, but not a melancholy, but mm -hmm. definitely has a real like a psycho psychedelic vibe, like. Like, look, man, I'm going to sit back here for a minute. Let me just enjoy this for a moment. Does that make sense? Watch people levitate and light things on fire without touching them. Right. <laughs> and that, dude, I've seen that one. You'll see, that was the video where at first I was like, oh, she must have just, like, been pushing the chairs and, like, I wonder how they did that. And then I saw the dude that catches the paper on fire. And I've seen that one before. Mm -hmm. A lot of and people I'm have. That was a part of a documentary from a while back that, like, oh, was, okay. like, aired in the mainstream i think um see i don't know why it seems like this stuff was maybe more well actually I, I think i do know why um this topic of like human spiritual potential is not welcome the way that it used to be in the mainstream and my theory is that it's because of the way transhumanism has been on the rise and oh okay so transhumanism is basically the belief that um the human condition can be or in some cases should be augmented with advanced technologies so the more advanced we become and the better our technologies are the more there's like a breaking of boundaries of of what makes someone human and then we're kind of moving towards the cyborgification of humanity basically and so i see tra that transhumanist mindset as being kind of like the like diametrically opposed to a spiritual mindset because um in order for you to believe that you need 
a technology to give you certain strengths or abilities, you have to basically already believe that you don't have that power within you to begin with. And so, um, so I think as transhumanism and scientism and, and, and just atheism and generally these materialist hyalic points of view become more and more popular and common, uh, the interest in God and the spiritual becomes way less common. That's what it looks like to me. I, I, now, because you introduced me to some words and I never knew them, which I always appreciate, but I would agree with you. A lot of uh, media, anything that has a spiritual God, what whatever your God is, for me, it's the same one that's in the Bible. That's how, where I go. They want to push that down, push that away, keep that out. I even think that part of the whole you know, hey, aliens are real. We, we've got footage. You want to know that, right? We got aliens. Also pushes that down, pushes that away because that's always was part of the theory why the government never would talk about aliens before was it wasn't that humans would all of a sudden be like, ah, we're going to, we're all getting invaded. It was more of, yeah, you're now going to have to explain how Christianity, Catholicism, Hinduism, any of these things, well, how does this work with a celestial body, something mm -hmm. from outer space? So we're just not going to talk about that because then you would destroy the fabric of what is that, that religious belief. 100%. And I, uh, I find it disingenuous the way that the government pretends they don't know what's going on with aliens. Like, like they, like, oh yeah, as if this one grainy video of a spacecraft is like the one time we've encountered aliens and like, we're going to put it all over the news. Like, no, they, they know a lot. And um, also I would caution anyone who gets excited about like government disclosure to consider the source. Um, to, like... <laughs> you. Consider your source at that point, folks. Now, now George just popped on it and folks, yeah. make sure you go check out George McDonald. He's got the outlaw blitz podcast. We were just talking on TikTok before this show. We we're going to be doing some stuff with our friends over at new Scotland spirits. They've got a vodka. They just came out with here up in the Heldenbergs. And I think George and I are probably going to work on this together. We're going to call his show is outlaw blitz. And this is the above the bar podcast. So I think we're going to call it outlaws at the bar and we're going to hang out for a minute. We like the idea. That works. George, we can do, it sounds pretty good. Like you're, you yeah. want to hear that. Outlaws yeah, at the bar. I mean, it sounds good, but George wants to know, do you have a favorite song to cover? Huh. Um, you know, what's your favorite cartoon? Let's go, go with that. Like when you're in the car and like you want to like sing at the top of your lung. What is Ooh. it? Oh, um, oh my god, there's so many good ones. I actually have a running list of songs I want to cover. Um what's top like, of the list? Do a cover album. Well, it changes right now, and it it doesn't fit my voice at all, and I kind of like the challenge of it. There's this song oh my god eric avery who was the bassist of jane's addiction i don't know if you've ever heard of that Absolutely. band. Okay. Jane's addiction. Yeah. so he has his own solo project and he uh released some music a few years ago there's this one song um called fade after elliot's hollow men so it's a song inspired by a poem by t.s Eliot, okay. and the song has this sick bass line and there's no real structure to it it's not like verse chorus verse chorus it's like almost like a stream of consciousness kind of dream state where he's like chanting poetic verses and also like 
talking about the end of the world, but it's so cool. And I want to do my own like soprano, like lightweight kind of version of it, like juxtaposed with that deep, gritty bass line. Yeah. So right now that's the number one song I want to cover. Um, but normally when I want to sing out, I sing either Charlotte Martin, one of my favorite singers ever. Um, and she actually was my vocal teacher briefly. And we have she she figured out um, that we have the exact same range. Like we sing the same lowest note and the same highest note, which is so cool. And uh, and there's this other artist who almost nobody knows. But when I introduce them to her, they they obsess over her instantly. She's she deserves way more followers. Her name's Melissa Kaplan. She's been in two bands, Splashdown and Universal Hall Pass. And when I tell you this woman has Universal a Hall Pass it, sounds familiar to me. Oh, it does. Yes. She has made her rounds in the like, uh, I don't know if you'd call it the EDM or techno world, but she's lent her vocals to a lot of like uh, electronic music. So her name, you may have encountered her at some point. Um, she uh, has this voice that's like otherworldly. It, 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 she's my goals. I want to sound like her so bad. Like I'm always low key practicing in my studio trying to sound more like her. I know I should try to sound more like me, but you know, sometimes people just inspire you. Uh, uh, look, I'm absolutely with you. Um, I will tell you for, for me, it's Tyler, Ch anything Tyler Childers at this point, I can get pretty, see, you don't know Tyler Childers. Oh, no. <laughs> Look, I hate, I hate country music. I'd rather take a sharp stick in the eye than, <laughs> than listen to country music, but I like bluegrass and Tyler mm -hmm. Childers is bluegrass. And then the other one is, uh, I, I love the band because you went kind of back and just so you know when you were talking about jane's addiction i introduced my 14 year old to porno for pyros uh-huh no idea who porno for pyros is do you know who that is i don't know but it sounds familiar so you ever heard the song uh we'd make great pets we'd make great pets we'd make great that so the lead singer of jane's addiction his other band was porno for pyros okay Okay, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's what he went on to. But I love the, the song, Everything Reminds Me of You by Naked Eyes. That song comes on, and I turn it up. It's a very 80s, you know, uh, electro, new wave, very new wave 80s. Crank that shit right up. Goes right to 11. Nice. You know, I feel like I need someone to introduce me to more 80s music because... I don't know if it's like that the 80s vibe just isn't compatible with me or if I just haven't been introduced to the right stuff. Because oh, Tori Amos, you would love Tori Amos. I get compared to her a lot and I don't. Oh my God. <laughs> you haven't, have you listened to her? I've listened. I can understand maybe like the it's melodic structure. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Because you have a very mellow, uh, kind of a breathy sound. And Tori Amos is all about that. I'm trying to think of the one that my wife likes a lot that we saw up here in Saratoga at SPAC. Um, you know, another one is what's her name from 10,000 Maniacs um, that you would probably like. Uh, I can't think of her. Do you know who 10,000 Maniacs are? No. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm just, I'm going to be like an old guy now. Sorry. <laughs> here you young whip, but you know what? I, and I want to talk about this with music for a second here because yeah. you have an amazing sound and really today, the platform for, for people finding new artists is podcasts or hopefully somebody goes on to band camp and stumbles across, band camp. Yeah, like the right per, and even band camp. 
you have to find the right person that finds your music that shares it with somebody and and, and it kind of has to happen uh and i still think this is one of the greatest quotes ever and it's interesting who it came from was vanilla ice of all people uh talks about how today's music listener will never understand natalie merchant thank you mickey natalie merchant ten thousand man i met her once uh and she's amazing yeah Uh, and she's such a cool lady and she's like so mom now she's uh she was on my train one time and she just sat right with the rest of the passengers and i'm like that's natalie merchant ten thousand maniacs used to date the lead singer of rem natalie merchant right there in my head but um but he talks about how today's music listener will never understand about the discovery of music Mm. We we are fed music the the machine uh just feeds us music we don't have that you don't go to the record store talk to the guy behind the counter and go hey what's the latest and greatest well we've had these four albums come out i've been listening to this one or you walk in there and the record store has been paid to play an album mm-hmm. we don't have that and hi crazy aunt rose i got your book i was already looking through it we love aunt rose uh she's going to be on next week but um so for you as an artist as somebody and i heard you say you're you're in tennessee i'm assuming nashville no close chattanooga chattanooga i know the chattanooga area too Uh, i have family in east tennessee um but so how do you how do you address that with the new music listener and trying to get them to find you like how do you go about that this is a great question i have a very esoteric answer for it um i guess the short of it is i trust god's algorithm um like i have a story i told this on mickey's podcast too so i might be a bit of a broken record to people who've heard me say this before but um basically at the very very beginning of me starting to release music i had like 13 instagram followers um no promotion budget i only had one song out so what was there to promote anyway and um I got an email one day from this man who I'd never heard of before, who had no social media accounts anywhere. And he emailed me to say that he had been meditating. He's a very mystical guy. He meditated and asked for music. And in his mind's eye, he saw the phrase, when humans had wings. And then he looked it up on YouTube and found my song, my one song that I had out in the world. And that we had no mutual friends, no social media connections, nothing. And so his intuition led him to me. And I have lots of stories like that of just synchronicity being the way that people find me or how I find them. And it's for that reason that like uh, during the times when I get a little uh, downhearted about the state of affairs in the music streaming world and like, how am I going to get my music out there? You know, how am I going to, you know, get followers on Instagram? I just remind myself that like there are forces at work in this universe that are far more powerful and far more intelligent than whatever AI is trying to do. And I, I, I just trust like, you know, God, I've really, really been practicing letting God lead in anything I do this past year, especially it's been a real deep exercise in having faith. And um, so far, so good. I mean, it, it, it is really true. If you just like let go and let God, a lot more good comes from it than when you just try to force things to yourself. I was trying to get to your, while you were talking, I was trying to get to your 
Instagram page, but uh-huh. I was failing miserably to see how many how many followers you're up to now. But four hundred something. I don't know. You got it, girl. Yeah. Now, see, I, I I always like credit everything to to God. I didn't do that. Like, look, look, you know what? And and I love the fact that that you're going about that way. But to, to say the guy meditated and found you that way is wild. Mm-hmm. And mean, that's way more common than when than people might think. And I wish more musicians knew that. Like, you don't have to pay somebody an arm and a leg to put you on a playlist that like might get you a certain number of streams, but doesn't guarantee long-term fans or like connections on a heart level, you know? And so um, I, I feel like in every way, my music really comes up against, again, transhumanism and just this shift people are making towards this like digitized virtual life where they just depend on uh, artificial intelligence to shape their lives and interests. And I am just always trying to stay grounded and remind myself that there's way more to the world than just what's going on in the virtual world. That's it, It's very interesting because it is a, a tough world to live between two things mm-hmm. where you're, you're getting into an industry that, you know, we mentioned some of these things like Bandcamp, like uh, Spotify, all these different out platforms that are out there that if you're not on those you're not going to be located because there is no more there is nobody going driving across country cross country with a box full of your cds or tapes or albums and begging a dj somewhere to play play this for me can you Mm -hmm. play this for me play this for me that doesn't exist anymore but Mm -hmm. at the same time um you're trying to stay true to who you are as an artist. Mm-hmm. So what's your tipping point then? From like of when I would like exert effort. Right. Into- like, like where do you, where do you, where do you draw the line to say, okay, I've either, and it's either way of, Hey, you know what? I, I've given this enough, you know, personal energy I now have to, you know, asking for God to, to to help me out here. When do you say, okay, maybe I'm missing my mark and I'm being given the opportunity I need to go and use mm-hmm. these tools? That's the ongoing question. And that's why it, I call it a practice. It, it, it takes practice to discern, you know, when you're being called to act and when you're being called to just like surrender. And um, I would say I tend to let synchronicities lead me. Um, that feeling of like the impossible, you getting a glimpse into the impossible becoming possible, you know, those moments of, whoa, like, what are the chances of that? Like those synchronicities to me, tell me like I'm on the right track. And so I just for now, I guess that's my way of making decisions. And un- until the day it doesn't work anymore, I'm just going to keep doing that. But um, uh, oh, my gosh, am I even answering your question? You're kind of there, but what I'm curious about is, so I always use the, it's one of my favorite jokes. I use it all the time. It's not really a joke and it's the story. It, you may have heard this, this one before. So there's a great, there's this flood and the person's standing on their front porch and the truck drives by and they, they say, Hey, get in the truck. You know, the flood's coming. Nope. God's going to save me. So then they, they go up to the set, the second floor of their home and the flood's coming and they, the boat comes by and they go, Hey, the flood's coming. Get in a boat. Nope. God's going to save me. Mm-hmm. Water gets higher. And they get on the roof of their, their house. And the helicopter comes by and goes, 
get in. They go, nope, God's going to save me. And then when it's all said and done, they die and they get to heaven. They go, God, why didn't you save me? They say, look, I sent the truck. <laughs> yeah. I sent the helicopter. What more do you want from me? So I'm wondering in this, because uh-huh. this is our world today, mm-hmm. are, when you look at those things and you say, hey, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spiritualize this. Are you missing out because God's going, hey, look, this guy prayed on you and then went on the internet and found, prayed on music, went on the internet and found you and had no reason to find you. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to tell you something. This is where your music belongs. Mm, yeah, that's an excellent question. And I that's the perfect, most fitting joke for that uh, circumstance. Um, I would say that my main method of strengthening my discernment of like when to take action, when to take a backseat is asking myself the question, am I doing this? to make it look like I'm succeeding. And like that question is so important in the day and age of vanity metrics, which is how Spotify gets away with not paying their artists, but then having a, a CEO who makes $3 billion because so dirty. it's so awful. And I'm thinking for my next album, I'm not even gonna release on Spotify because it's such a scam. Um, you know, it goes against my principles of artists being deserved, you know, just des- being deserving of, of being paid. But um, yeah, to continue on your question, um, I think like, I, I tend to see my art as my shadow work, so to speak, like my uh, in it's a an invitation constantly to do introspection. And one of the main things I introspect on is like, um, how much do views actually matter? Because I'm finding that even when I'm not getting a lot of plays on like Spotify, I could have five people buy my album out of the blue on Bandcamp, but no one will ever know that that those purchases took place. So if I'm willing to let go of the desire to look like I have a huge following or look like I'm getting a lot of streams, that's when it seems like the actual success and support comes through. I have to like, but I have to make that space in my life for it by like allowing success to take different forms. You're and not blocking the energy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's like, it's so easy though, when, when you're a modern artist on all these different platforms to get hung up on the views, like, oh, I posted this an hour ago. Why doesn't it have more views? And it's like, I catch myself thinking that way. And I'm like, I hate that. I think like this, I hate that this ever started to matter to me because I know when I'm a fan of an artist, I don't look at their low view counts on YouTube and think, oh, that means the music sucks. Like, no, I still enjoy it. And like, that's what matters. So I always have to remind myself, like, it's the same in reverse. Like for me as the artist, um, the views and streams, A, don't determine the quality and also B, don't determine how much money you make. Honestly, if anything, I've learned you lose more money chasing specifically like streams um, as opposed to album sales and merch sales and things like that. Oh, that's, that's a whole thing. And, and look, mm-hmm. folks, if you're just joining us here, make sure you're checking out what Allison has go has going on. Her website is when humans had wings.com. Make sure you're checking that for those of you that are watching us live, please give us a, a, a like and a heart and all those things. That's what helps the algorithm out. Give this a share so that other people can find us as we're having this conversation live. So, this album though so this is if i did my math right and you correct me if i'm wrong this is the second or third album it's my first full length but technically my second album yeah it's the second album Mm -hmm. and 
it seems to be getting pretty good reception. I like what I've seen. And you've, I love that you have so many videos on YouTube also. And who, I got to ask this question. Going back, even with Pilaroma, <laughs> whole thing, folks, that was a whole conversation you all don't know nothing about. But um, how, who's doing your videos? Because I started watching and I'm, I got, Folks that are not used to me looking to my left, I added a screen to my left. So I have now an extra screen to look at to pull stuff up. But who's doing your videos? Because I was looking at the one where you had the, the kind of the the rabbit ears on and everything. Hey, That's animal. Yeah. I just, so the creativity of your videos and that vibe is so me. Yeah. yeah. Aunt Rose, you got to follow follow what she's got going on on Spotify. Thank you, Aunt Rose. You know what, Aunt Rose? Here's the thing. So contact Clay. Her son, Clay, is an outstanding drummer. Outstanding uh -huh. drummer. And I've already said this. I've had so many great musicians on lately. I'm just going to start my own band. Oh, that reminds me. Real quick, before we get too far. There okay. is one, one rule I didn't tell you about. Okay. And we're going to talk about who makes your music videos and everything in a second. But there is another rule. Aunt Rose knows this rule. Her son Clay knows this rule. Sean Browning, who was on recently, knows this rule. When you become absolutely famous <laughs> and, you're, and you walk your the red carpet, you have to call me and invite me on your first red carpet. I don't care okay. who else, who you're dating at the time, if you're married <laughs> at the time that your mom wants to go or anything like that. <laughs> the rule is you call me. So I get to walk the red carpet because listen to me, it's going to be absolutely great for you. Cause they're all going to be like, Hey, who's the weird old guy with the good beard there? Who's that? Cause I do have a good beard. And <laughs> they're all going to ask this question. You're going to be like, I don't know. I just found him. And then you, or you could just be like, that's the host of the above the bar podcast. See, look, see what aunt Rose said. I'm her plus one. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. First red carpet event that I get invited to. And you hear that, folks? It's right here. So, but who's doing yeah, your videos? Your, your videos are absolutely badass. I, Thank you. I love the yeah. vibe of your videos. But, <laughs> you know, oh, I'm so glad you asked this question because as for the first video, Prey Animal, um, with the the two rab uh sorry, two characters, one's like black and white and one's a brown rabbit. Um that is actually another story of how synchronicity led me to the right collaborator. So I moved here two years ago and um, I started getting the kind of influx of music for Run Rabbit Run, my first album. And it was taking shape and I was starting to produce it. And then I got this strong vision for a music video. I saw like the Alice in Wonderland plot line. I saw the costumes. I saw it all. And I was like, I don't know anybody here. I don't know how I'm going to make this happen because this the aesthetic is so important, right? It had like I saw the aesthetic. It was a very specific, like sort of haunting, but like crystal clear, like quality to it. And so, I just decided I I manifested it basically. Like I, I believe in manifestation. I, I manifest a lot of things, and I decided that I already had the filmmaker I needed. I don't know how, cause I like never leave the house and I didn't have any friends in the city yet, but I was like, it's done. It's done because I said so. And then I kid you not the next day, 
The next day, my uh, other friend who lives in this city, she showed me a video she had been invited to dance in. She's a dancer. And the video was the exact aesthetic. It was like set in the forest and everything. And it was like I was looking at my idea that I had had the day before made manifest on her screen. And I was like, who was your filmmaker? And she introduced me to him. We had a blast making this music video. It was perfect. He was the exact right person. And I'm telling you, God directs my life because that I couldn't have done that on my own. And so um, he made the first video. But then this second video, Plevroma. Um, <laughs> I've completely ruined the name of the headlock. Plevroma. More fun this way. It is. Um, so Pleroma was made uh, by me, actually, because this time I did not have the budget I wanted to have to go all out on a music video. So I was like, you know what? I just finished reading uh, the autobiography of Genesis P. Orridge, this like iconic artist who basically invented the industrial music genre. Oh. I adore him. Oh, my God. He's my hero. I read his life story. What's the name? What's the name? Genesis, Genesis P. Orridge. So like porridge, but with a dash in it. Genesis yeah, it's, Orridge. It's a whole joke. Yeah. So he, um, he was basically broke all of his life, but he was so committed to art that he lived in squats. He, he lived on government assistance. He dumpster dived for food, anything so that he never had to work a nine to five just so he could make art full time because he was obsessed with making art and he, there were no excuses. It, there was no such thing as I don't have the money to make that art he was going to find a way. And I read that and I was like, you know what? I want to make a music video. I'm going to figure it out. So I just set up my little camera. I made the dress actually. Oh, do I have the dress in here? I made the dress in the Pleroma video, the anglerfish dress. I sewed it. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No excuses. If I want to make art, I'm going to find a way. So I found two thrift shop dresses, super cheap. I, I figured it out and dressed myself up, filmed myself singing my song, and then edited those paranormal clips in. And we've got the Plurama music video. My, da my daughters would love you. The one's 27, yeah. the other's 28. And like, so would be like right up your alley with everything you're talking about. One is a tattoo artist. The other one... Cool. Is is a, well both of one's a vegetarian the other's a vegan like you would be like I like steak. Wait, how did you know I'm a vegetarian? <laughs> was like I didn't listen, even mention it. <laughs> I just know certain shit as a dad. The dad and me oh. just came out for a minute. That's and I actually try. I've been trying really hard not to be that vegetarian. Who's like, hey guys, I'm a vegetarian like all of the time, but you call, you still spotted me. Damn. Yeah. It's Damn. it's the dad in me. <laughs> Like, I, I just know, like, look, I'm getting ready for Christmas dinner. I already know the things I'm making. I'm thinking to myself, all right, Allison's coming. I got to make Brussels sprouts and making asparagus. I would hope you sound a little more enthused if I was coming. No, actually, because we're big vegetable eaters in, in our house, even though like I, I lucked out with having a vegan and a vegetarian daughter who are also like, I get it that you go and hunt and we're okay with that. Mm -hmm. They're completely okay with the fact that I go out opening day i take a deer or, and that there's meat on the table never you know my vegan daughter sometimes we go back and forth just because i like to pick one or i love her to death yeah. because she'd be like i'd be like you sure you don't want to try this cheese and she's like no i don't want to try your cheese i'm like it's pretty damn good I, cheese. honestly i respect the hunt because the what brought me back to being a vegetarian because i was a vegetarian for a long time and then i came back to eating meat and i now i'm as of this year vegetarian again and what got me was 
I can't bring myself to kill my own food. If I could, I would feel justified in eating meat, but I don't have it. I don't have it in me. I don't have it in you. I just can't. So I respect it. I feel like if, if someone is going to eat meat, maybe at least once in their life, they owe it to the animals to like just slit the throat of the thing. It's themselves. And Look, not, it's a, it's yeah. a game changer. Yeah. I will absolutely. Welcome to hunting hour with Allison, <laughs> with, with the, with the vegan and the meat eater. Uh, so we just completely changed the name of this show, but no, you're absolutely right. Cause I will tell you right now, until you've taken an animal sat in the woods done it the right way mm. and then field dressed which is a very nice way of taking what was inside and putting it on the outside yeah it's a very nice way of saying it until you've done that you don't quite have the right vibe yeah of what's going on here and especially when you realize what in like i'm not look I, i'm gonna eat it I, I i'm not raising my own everything but industrial farms like until you find some places that aren't we look i see i look out living so close to vermont see that's a problem allison so you're in tennessee you can find some good stuff there but because y'all can get ramps we can't get ramps here in new york you know what a ramp is no okay you have to search around there's only about six weeks that they're out they're like an onion called a ramp okay and they're so damn good and okay. They grow, they grow wild throughout Tennessee. Like I said, my mom's family's from East Tennessee, just outside of Johnson City. Look, this is how you know my mom's people are from Tennessee. They're they're out East Tennessee, just outside of Johnson City, Elizabethan, right near Black Bottom. Tennessee has some weird city names. There's a city near me called Saudi Daisy. I can't get over it. A Saudi. Why would you want to name your city after a Saudi Daisy? What, I what a soggy date. What is a like soggy? S O D D Y, like soggy, kind of like dampened, like pressed down. A soggy daisy. So, yeah, soggy though, like S O D D Y. Oh, so I wonder what that is. That's weird. It's just, now, a, I don't know. My favorite, my, my, well, Kristen, you're going to have to be my second Kristen. favorite Californian because my favorite Californian is my cousin and I, I, I do love her, but I love you too, Kristen. Kristen has done so much for me in this show. I can't even begin to explain it to you folks, Aww. but are you planning on touring? And she already loves your music. Thank you so much, Kristen. I'm not, I don't have plans at the moment. I am planning to start planning touring. We could put it that way. I'm planning to plan the plan. <laughs> that plan is to plan to plan. That is the one fear or do you want to tour? Do you want to tour though? I do. I do. I want to do it in such a specific way though. Like I don't want to just book a venue and sing, 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 and make my money. Like I, I want to make art. Like I, like I don't know. Maybe set up sort of like a museum feel, like an immersive exhibit feel, or like, like I, I just need it to be so different I, I have visions of like singing on a circular stage that's in the middle of the room instead of being at the front of the room music on the round so that's called music in the round i did not know that okay well i i thought i came up with that i'm, <laughs> I'm not El original. Never elvis is very famous for elvis in the round is a very oh. famous concert where he played an entire show in the round where all the audience was around him so it's playing in the I round 
there's something so astrological about this. I, I don't, and we don't have to have that conversation, but it's, it's such a Pisces thing, this like circle symbol symbolism, like in, in the work of Piscean people, I'm a Pisces moon. So like, and he, I'm pretty sure Elvis has Pisces somewhere in his chart, but anyway, we don't need to, um, point is to answer your question, Kristen, I want to tour. I have had a weird time finding bandmates around here, such a weird time. And I, and I have like a, I have lore that I'm trying to rewrite my narrative about. So my narrative up until this past year was I'm afraid to get on stage because trauma or whatever. And I'm just trying to shift my mindset to be like, no, being on stage is easy. I don't remember what it's like to have trauma related to the stage and like almost like hypnotize myself into it, if that makes sense. But I got a book for you. What'd you say? I got a book for you. What is it? Unfuck your brain. I've heard of this book. Okay. Okay. It's going on my list. So like I, I just finished, I, I just started reading that one, but it, it's because I do the audio books because I drive a lot for my, the work that I do. It did folks. I own the budget blinds. That's my company. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I listened to that. It's uh it's called unfuck your brain. And I, I, for some, I have no problem with, how language it's so i have no problem but it's there's a lot of it in that book like it's right. very heavy makes me like and, it more yeah and and we're getting close to that closing time and aunt rose says you sound a lot like her clay and her clay is amazing and oh, it was so much fun to interview and he has very specific ideas of touring now but that brings me up to this idea and again folks if you're just joining us and you're just hearing about allison gray and that's g-r-e-y gray uh, make sure you're checking her website out when humans had wings.com. She's also on YouTube when humans had wings. Um, for you though, is there anyone right now that you would say, Hey, um, this is the one person I would love to open for. Like, this is, this oh. is my, this is my opener. Like if I, somebody right now, and, and you know what? I'll give you three. I'll give you three. I'm going to give you three. You ready? Okay. Somebody who's dead, somebody from the past, and somebody who's current. Three artists that you would be like, these are my three. Got anybody? Um. Don't cover your face and hide it. Think about it. Come on. Dead David Bowie, but I don't believe he's dead. Oh, shut your mouth. David <laughs> David passed away, and but I love David Bowie. Dead. No, David I'm going to show you. Away. I'm going to show you my proof. Okay. There's no proof. Listen. He's David a performance David. artist. His death was faked as a he work of art. I swear to God. He, he, passed to God. he passed away of cancer. I love Dave. Did you know he I was the him. richest musician in all of England when he passed? Mm -hmm. For the longest time he was. He even had bonds called Bowie bonds, if you didn't know that. No, I did not. David Bowie. And I can still remember when the Thin White Duke and watching videos when he first came out before his music. I have some, like, I got some David Bowie CDs. I love David Bowie. Yeah. Oh, I love David Bowie. You I love his, like, 90s era, actually. Um, he When he started collaborating with, like, Nine Inch Nails and stuff. Yes. Oh, my God. Early 2000s stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. So when you say past, you mean, like, a band that isn't active right now? Like, they've... Right. Like, so, so David Bowie, somebody who's passed away. So that would be amazing to play with David Bowie. Oh, yeah. So an art, an artist that you know, a group that really just isn't doing anything anymore. But you're like, hey, I really love these guys, but they're not they're not doing anything anymore. Like Counting Crows, 
I could see you opening for Counting Pro. Hmm. Well, I it was going to be a tie between Flyleaf and Mute Math, but both of them are like on a technicality because Flyleaf started touring again like maybe a month ago. So you should have asked me this a month ago. And <laughs> and then um, Mute Math, they technically broke up, but Paul, the lead singer, is planning to like keep the band going. So, but like more like as a solo project. So I don't know. I kind of can. I feel like he should just like let the band go and just be a solo artist and use his own name but that's my opinion um and as for current um chris corner of imx or sneaker pimps oh sneaker my pimps. god mm-hmm. because i've been to one of his shows when i say he like that is the level of artistry because like he basically takes like no budget and makes you feel like you're at a million dollar concert like for example he did um he also kind of makes his own costumes, which I, I just appreciate. And he did this thing where he put these like mirror shields on his forearms, like these mirror like arm extensions. And the way the spotlights were coming down and his arms were moving, it was like he created this light show with his body using these mirrors and the movements of his arms. It was so cool. I was like, this is he's an artist after my own heart he he's so about the art i think he like moved out to the desert and like lives in a shed or something so that he could just make music all day which i i respect very interesting and those are uh, see and this is proof folks that you know allison is very uh artistic because i know who sneaker pimps are and then she mentioned another group that they were in i was like i don't Oh yeah, he moved on. I know, but then the other one, I don't know. Chris Corner of Sneaker Pimps. Um, so he's the one who took after, took on, no, took over after Kelly Alley, the original female vocalist of Sneaker Pimps. And there was whole drama. Everyone was like, "You can't just replace a female vocalist with a male vocalist." And they were like, "Yeah, we can watch us." And so anyway, he went on to do his own thing. And so his current solo project is called I Am X, which is a play on sneaker pimps's uh album called becoming x so basically he moved from uh-huh. becoming x to being i am x and I so am. yeah yeah which i love him a lot i actually thought about handwriting letters to my biggest influences and just thanking them for like you the should. inspiration all through the years yeah and i want to write him a letter he, his was one of the best concerts i have ever been to and, and also folks if you're not watching the live make sure you go look allison up before the show started, I made an offhand just ha-ha, ha-ha, old guy joke and said, are you even old enough to go to the bar? And she was like, I'm 30. And I'm like, <laughs> you're a effing liar because she looks like she's about 19. I get that and a lot. And I'm like, but you know what, though? Uh, quick sidebar, I always say 30 is the greatest age. I After, feel pretty great. Yeah. Because here's why 30 is such an amazing age, I'm going to tell you. 30 is the only time in your life where you're going to be able to say two phrases. And I want you to think about this. 30 is the only time in your life where you're going to be able to say, man, I don't know what that is. I'm only 30 years old. And it's also (laughs) the only time in your life when somebody says something to you, you go, man, shut the hell up. I'm 30 years old. I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Only time in your life where you can use those two phrases at Ah. one time. The because age of the gray area. It truly is. When you're 29, old. you're 29, you're always like, I'm only 29. I'm only right. 29. And 31, you're like, I'm 31 years old. I get what, what you're talking about. 30 is the only time where you can go, I miss. I, I, and it, it gets you out of everything. You just have to decide, like, what do I want to get out of? When somebody's like, 
hey, don't you understand this? Be like, I, man, I'm only, I'm only 30 years old. How am I supposed to know what that is? It's a great time. You know what's funny? I never wanted to be the kind of person who lies about my age, but I think my face makes it so that it would be very easy to lie about my age and keep letting people think I'm still under 30. But what if I decided to lie about being older? Just to really fuck with people. Like, just you just jack people all, all up completely. <laughs> you, you've got it either either way. And, and, and so now I know you're not having tours, but what about just if somebody was in the Chattanooga area, is there an open mic that they can see you at? Anything like that? I'm going to be setting that up in the year 2024, just like doing local things, because Chattanooga has actually been so um, wonderful about supporting the local artists in the music scene. Um, like they have this whole program called Soundcore that uh, pays you to busk on the street, which is so cool. Like so, busk. Oh, so busking is when a musician just goes out, does an acoustic set on the sidewalk and you put out oh. a hat for like tips and stuff. So that's called busking. Um, so they pay you to busk. They give you a stipend and you get out there, you sing your own music and make you keep whatever tips you get. Um, so I might just experiment with, you know, because I want this to be the year I get back on stage. I haven't performed in 12 years. Uh, I used I was I grew up on stage and I've had a very complicated relationship with it. So I've been kind of safe hiding behind, you know, my digital music and just singing in my studio. But I know it's 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 coming to be time that I, I get back up there, get back in the ring, so to speak. Well, I, I have to tell you, your music is incredible. It Thank really, you. It truly is. And it's it's very inspirational that what you've done if i'm as as i hear and i understand everything you've kind of taken this on on your own and said well this is who i am this is what i'm going to be and i'm going to keep it pure and i'm not going to make it i'm not going to allow anything to taint it mm. yet i mean look eventually and listen i hope you sell out allison i pray <laughs> you sell out all these idiots are like you sell out well guess what i hope you sell out i hope you sell out concert halls i hope you sell out arenas i hope you sell out everything that you Aww, ever do thank now, you and we've got a, a bunch of people now folks look this is we got a couple minutes left in this show if you have questions for allison please type those questions out let her know what you got going on there's a handful of us please give some some likes and follows to what we have and if you're looking to see what she's got going on she has her youtube channel when humans had wings she has her dot com when humans had wings dot com let us let us know what your thoughts are. Take a listen to her music. Now, Nate didn't pop up. I don't know what Nate's got going on. Him and I will have problems later. Nate's a good friend of mine. He's always here. Matter of fact, let's let's text Nate, folks. We're going to text Nate real quick and and send him a message and ask Nate where. No, not Nate Fowler. Where's where's wrong Nate? I have a lot of Nates in my life. I don't know why. So I, gonna, I tend to believe that that's symbolic. Like when you have a lot of a certain name in your life, that you should look up the meaning of the name. And see what that means. I have to look it up, but I, I think his name just means he who can't pick in the uh, online fantasy football draft. <laughs> That's what his name means. But he defend himself, so I don't give a shit. But here's what. Oh, thanks, Mickey. Uh, look at Mickey. Everything about this interview was stupendous. I love you, brother, man. Uh, big thanks to you. Please make sure you go check out Mickey Mickey Z. He's a phenomenal guy. But Nate would ask this question. Podcast. Say it again. Post woke. Post woke podcast. Yeah. So let me ask this for Nate. So Nate would probably ask you, do you have a favorite post show meal? What is your like go to like, 
hey, you did a you did a show or recording an album, you're done. What is your celebratory meal? And I'm curious, going from New York to Chattanooga, has it changed? No, because I'm sorry, I I, I actually am planning my escape from Chattanooga. Because, like, I respect this place; it's really helped me launch my music into the world. Um, but the the food is really lacking here. It's so depressing. Like, I mean, um, I mean, it, everything's so bland and flavorless, and like, it's a you know what? I eat really healthy, which is easy to do in New York. But like here, everything's like deep fried and like, you know, and I, I just don't, I don't feel good when I eat stuff like that. So, um, you don't I would say, puppies? what'd you say? Hush puppies. No, I had one once. I didn't, it just is so heavy in my stomach. Like it's not pleasant for me. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Collard greens? Collards? Yeah. Vegetable, of course. <laughs> um, so oily though, but, um, as for favorite thing to eat, um, you know, it's changed now that I'm vegetarian. In the past, I would have said like chicken madras curry from this very Ooh. specific Indian restaurant in Brooklyn. Life changing because instead of using vinegar in the curry, which is what they traditionally use, they use pickle juice. Interesting. So it's, still, I mean, it's still a vinegar, it's still vinegar based. Yeah, it's so good. And I don't even like, I'm not like a pickled person, but they, they do it right. Like, so it's this place, the place in New York I'm talking about is, um, was it Bombay Kitchen in Brooklyn? It's like off the L train in Williamsburg. It's so good. But anyway, now I actually recently discovered this recipe. I think I've made it 10 times because I'm so obsessed with it. It's Jamaican jerk lentils. So I it's love lentils. yeah, yeah. It's a great meal replacement for when you are like transitioning away from meat. Um, Jamaican jerk lentils. So it's it's just it's oh my god, it's got coconut milk and tomato juice and and Oh my God. It's got everything. It's so good. And yeah, I could mess with that. Now I'll tell you my favorite, my favorite food towns in New York city. Obviously everybody loves little, Italy. you can't get wrong with little Italy in New York city, but I'm a big K town fan. You yeah. K town, Korea town. I think I've once up off of six, sixth Ave, not far from Amtrak, about 10 blocks up from, from Penn is K town. And that's like yeah. all Korean food and mm -hmm. be Korean and some Japanese, but oh, the little chubby kid that lives in my soul loves it. <laughs> and Kristen Hi. says, you are such a bright star. You Aww. are articulate, positive, and inspiring. And she hopes you sell out two fabulous Thank interviews. Thank you. I know I'm very amazing. Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> I think she was on my YouTube. So, so look, folks. As we say in every episode, if you're finding Allison through me or me through Allison, Take that time, go on to YouTube, go on to Spotify, go on to Apple, whatever it is. We're, I'm on all those things. She's on all those things. Give us that like, that share, that follow, that five-star rating, that comment that says, hey, how much you enjoyed this, how much you enjoy her music. It may sound cliche. It may sound like, oh, here he goes again. But you don't understand. We were talking about how the algorithms work. That's how this is found. Mm -hmm. That's how people mm -hmm. discover us. That's how people know what we have going on. We would love that we can put it out in the, on the ether and all of a sudden, you know, the, the the big TV station, the ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Netflix, and all those people would just go, let me go ahead and grab them right now. Well, guess what, folks? They don't know I exist until you do those, and they don't know Allison exists until you do those things. So take your time. Do those things. Make that happen for us. Again, next week we have Crazy Aunt Rose coming on. 
I cannot wait to talk to Aunt Rose. She is absolutely a blast. We're I'm reading her book. Aunt Rose, if you're still listening, the name of the book is uh things things you shouldn't talk about with your kids, I believe is what it's what's called. It's a little thin book, it's got great illustration in it. And it's all the things that she talked about with her two sons, uh Clay, and I can't think of her other other son's name right now. I want to hear them. more about uh you mentioned Clay was a drummer or that he has some concert but ideas. Clay, Clay is a, an amazing drummer. Yeah. Absolutely. K-L-A-E. And he goes by Clay Barnum dash num B-A-R-N-U-M dash N-U-M. Okay. Uh, he is an absolutely badass drummer. We he, I would love to see him go up against my other favorite drummer, which is Isaiah Gill, who's another guest that we've had on here. And Isaiah is currently the drummer for Black Flag. Oh, nice. As uh won national competitions for drums. Yeah. The two of them just get at it. Like I love good drums. Uh, yeah. I'm a drum guy. Like I always like 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 John Bonham. You know who John Bonham is? No. John Bonham was the drummer for uh Led Zeppelin. And he was and his son is Jason Bonham, who had the band Bonham. And when Led Zeppelin got back together, uh Jason played the drums with Led Zeppelin on their only live after the band stopped being a band. Is Jason. Mm. So John Bonham. So anytime you listen to the, anything Led Zeppelin, that's John Bonham. And when Gosh. John died, they stopped being Led Zeppelin. Mm. Yeah, like oh, drums. You know, but you know what they you know what they call the guy who hangs out with the band, right? No. The drummer. <laughs> How did I not see that coming? Okay. I'm I'm more of a bass girl myself. I actually just today was thinking I want to pick up an instrument and just like because I, I tried to learn guitar lat like uh, two years ago and it just didn't it wasn't my instrument. Yeah. Um, I was having a good time learning piano a few years back, but like just got out of the habit. And now I'm like realizing, wait, I gravitate towards really good, dirty, distorted bass lines. And it would be cool to be the person making those bass lines. You know what I mean? Get, get dirty with it. Well, look, folks, again, make sure you join us every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we always do. Now, don't log off with me, Allison. We got to talk for just a moment Alrighty. after after we get done this. But at the end, and I know you you said you listen. I appreciate that you listened to a couple shows. And listen, folks, Allison is an amazing guest because she actually took the time to let people know she was coming on here. I have to fight with some people about that. But if you've listened to all the episodes, you know what's coming next. The guest always gets the final word. So what's ah! the final word, Allison? Humans can fly. Alrighty, folks. Be sure to push your stool in. This has been a Second Front podcast presentation found on Apple, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. 